first area to always in, invest in or start in is going to be investing in oneself. Mm -hmm. Think whenever you look at that across the board, everyone will tell you that the greatest ROI that you will get is investing in your own knowledge. Now, of course, it can become a little bit difficult or maybe even maybe redundant when you're an expert in your field or you feel like you're pretty proficient and you're still looking to invest in yourself. But I like the conversation that we're having right now because to some extent in a lot of different ways, it's about realizing that you don't always have to invest in yourself just in your area of work or, or expertise or profession. There are other ways you can invest in yourself. So yeah, let's just, um, you know, kind of kick it there and, and maybe discuss the, the more important things and, and how to invest in your brand to sustain growth over over the long period of time. I think the, actually the first thing to do is invest in a strategy session, to be honest with you. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, okay? So, and and I'm not necessarily always talking about investing in it from a money standpoint. Sometimes it could be time, but like investing that that right strategy on how to properly uh, start your brand, properly uh, promote your brand. Pro like we tend to go head first and just go here. Here I am. I'm a brand now. I'm official. Now what? And we don't always know the answers of the now what, and there's been so many brands before us that we could just ask, hello, what do, What should I do? What, what about now? How, like, did you go with the logo first? Do I have to even worry about that? Do I, um, do I just go straight on social media? Uh, do I have to understand my brand messaging? Do I uh, get a photographer? Uh, do I shake hands and kiss babies now when I don't necessarily have anything under my belt? Like, I think a strategy session is really, really important when starting out your brand. And, I mean, continuously, I think some, you know, check-ins here and there, like, yo, how am I doing? Was it looking like? Blah, blah, blah. But I, I would I would say that'd be my first one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I like that. I like that. Shout out to uh, Veronica and Kurt on the check-in, of course. Uh, would, would you do that even deeper into your journey? Like, would you, is that something that you would advise for someone who's just starting and getting going? Or would you do that regularly? I think there's, I think there's check-ins. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I think there's check-ins. Uh, it depends, of course, from uh, level of investment that you're trying to put into it, what you can afford and everything. Um, if you can do a quick program, coaching sessions, just to start off, right? I suggest that. And then kind of like maybe quarterly check-ins afterwards. See how I'm doing. Once a year, bare minimum. But... I would I I would always go with ongoing because there's always changes. There's always needs to be accountability. There still needs to be, um, you know, a a brand message check in. So there's a lot of stuff that goes with the brand that if you are not 
in that field of understanding branding, understanding content, understand those kinds of things, a check-in isn't isn't too hard to have. I think one of the things that, and I almost haven't realized it because we've been blessed to be connected to so many different people with a lot of different points of views and, and expertise that you almost take it for granted that to some extent you are getting their strategies or their expertise just by talking to them, right? Like yeah. I think about what you've done over the last day or so and just being able to reach out to some who many would consider pretty, you know, unique individuals to get their point of view. Like I remember uh, sitting down with, uh, man, I can't believe it, Jeff. Sit down with Jeff, who is uh, Toby's manager in Houston, and just asked him some questions. And it wasn't even like, oh, yeah, let me pick your brain as part of a strategy session. It was just a, a normal conversation. We were all there for dinner and had some talk with him. And I walked out of that conversation incredibly blessed, like with, totally surprised. So it's like, it's so true. I think sometimes when you're in a space that you're often involved in these types of conversations, you may begin to forget or maybe even undervalue how important it is to sit down and focus on your own stuff, but it's incredibly valuable. And especially, and, and also I'll say this too, if, if you're a service provider who's always in the, like you make your money by providing services for other people, you probably rarely ever work on your own stuff. Like, like you, you don't work on your work. Right, you're just providing the work to others, and there's a difference. So I, I have to agree with you on that, Nick. That you gotta invest on things that help you to better understand your own work, because there's something different about people and and how they see what you're doing mm -hmm. versus how you see it. You know, you tend to be a little bit more critical. You may not see it. You might not see opportunities as much. Right. But definitely, those those others are really cool. So I think that's a that's a great point of view. Uh, but now I was going to say, what about on the personal side, anything on the personal side that you feel can accelerate the growth of your, your brand or your business? Cause you know, I, I, I'm always almost impressed and, and really inspired by how much the two are connected, right? Like I always talk about this, that despite of how much you may think so or not, what happens in your personal life really impacts what happens in your in your professional life. And in this case, of course, your brand or your business. So I'm wondering anything on the personal side that you're like, yo, these investments are super critical for growth and what happens in that arena. I think for me, I would have to say books. Mm. I really would. I would, I would say books and a combination between uh, your craft outside of your craft and personal development, right? Um, and, and in no order, right? Not in the, that particular order, but I, I do believe it gives you a kind of a, a well-rounded, um, understanding about you, your growth with your, your craft, uh, outside perspective on certain things. And then, uh, you know, growing with self, right. Mm -hmm. And under and like and if you're not a reader type audiobooks of course you know um but i do believe in in investing in in that alone whether you're buying the physical whether you're doing audible ibooks and 
because this is going to constantly get you thinking, right? And with that, you are, I'm not trying to stay stagnant. And even if it's a book of like, I don't know, 15 years ago, there's still something new we can learn from it that maybe we can't necessarily see with new books right now. So for me, from a personal standpoint, a combination of your craft uh, outside of the box, and and that could be like fiction or something, right? Um, and personal development, those books, uh, I think, definitely have a true impact and something you should invest in your brand. No, and, and I, I was gonna say, I don't know that I can necessarily fit this into a category because it's it's such a it's such a unique almost learning altogether. But I will say anything that any experience or just anything in general that allows you to better and better or more take take a, a greater embrace of who you are, mm-hmm. put that at the top of the expense report, the investment report, the bank account, wherever it needs to go. Put man. that at the top of the list, man. I can't tell you guys how important that is. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning that, uh, and almost just beginning to accept it that you're always going to go through new seasons that allow you to learn more about yourself than what you thought you knew in previous seasons. And and I'm I'm one of those. Like I think we're all perfectionists to some extent, but I have like a, a almost like a sickening perfectionism type type setup because I always feel that I'm at the top of my game in most of my new seasons, right? So like if I if I enter, when I first entered, maybe say uh, our partnership, Nick's, I was like, oh man, I am, it's over. Like there's no way I can get better. I feel like I'm always good. So when when new things come to me, although they're such a great blessing, they always take me by surprise because in some regard, and I know this sounds weird, but it's like, it's a disappointment to your old self that mm. there are things that you didn't know. And while you're benefiting from what you're learning in a new season, you're still upset that you maybe missed out on opportunities in that old season or you didn't capitalize on that. Yeah. But I, I can't stress the importance enough of every part of you that you've been running away from, finding the courage, finding whatever it is you need to find to help you fully embrace it that is almost always the answer to bring you closer to the success that you wish you have. So if you're making, if you're making a dollar and you wish you could make 10, just look for two to three things about yourself that you often hide. And if you find a way to embrace those openly in public and just accept them as part of your being, I guarantee you you'll go from one to 10 off of nothing crazy that you did, but embrace parts of you that you were trying to hide. The more you do that, there's something about just the, the, the friction, the heaviness in your shoulder and your spirit and your being that you are carrying uh, begins to disappear. And uh, conversations become different. People look at you different. Uh, connections happen a lot more regularly and easily. They don't take as much effort. Even as an introvert, like that's the one thing that I think I'm a little bit surprised about in this season is that I'm making connections it, that are a lot more effective and at a much higher rate than I normally would before. Like there was always this like awkwardness of, oh, should I should I say something? Wait, are you gonna say something? Is it my turn or is it your turn? 
Right. And it's just like this weird awkwardness that makes conversation or anything weird. But now I'm like, wow, there's a flow to it. It's happening. So, yeah, I, I would definitely advise people on a personal side, please, please. And I know it can be tough, man, but uh, certainly, certainly uh, push yourselves to to think about those things that you're often running away from and, and just start wearing them like an S on your chest, like, yo. It's over. It's me. Like, and I and I bet and I bet too. Say this last. I bet too. You'll be surprised that although you thought you were hiding them, a lot of people already knew about, like, knew that about you. You know, like, oh, you, oh, you thought you was hiding the fact that your favorite color is blue. Really, really, you thought that you're hiding that. Yo, so okay, okay, blue? wait, super. This is so left, and I'm okay with this. This is so left, but. <laughs> Yo, that sounds like uh shout out to my community. I'm I'm put I'm put me because it has nothing to do with me. shout out to my community because they're like when they do their coming out parties, the whole family is like, I know. Like <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What? We were waiting for you to come out. Hello, welcome. We love you. What are you talking about? Right? So like the fact that you say that is is so funny because it's so true in so many different levels. The things that we try to hide, it's like, yo, we knew that already. We, like, it's cool. Like, whatever you want to do, but we knew that. And but and, and also on to that, to that same point of, like, when you, like, start claiming, not claiming, but start speaking on the things that you're trying to hide, or that you're not so, you know, um, that you may be ashamed of or not proud of finding them as, uh, as Moose would like to say sometimes, limitations and not necessarily weaknesses. It, sto it stops being something that you are ashamed of or that even is a, is a problem. Like, mm -hmm. I know for sure that I go... I'm mad impatient on this stuff. I'm, I've, I could claim my flaws, and I will sometimes say I'm not trying to change them. When in actuality, as I grow, they change. So now, they're not as weaknesses or flaws as they were maybe five years ago. Yeah. How I move, how how everybody moves and, and once they continue to say, yo, I do this, I do this, I do this, but now my hard-headedness, I haven't necessarily changed. I've gotten better, gotten better, but I'm still very hard-headed, right? But a lot of the other things that I've, I've been speaking about out loud and just embracing, this is me, this is who I am. You like it or love it, but if you don't, you go somewhere. It starts, it starts not really being something I even have to say anymore because it's not even valid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I've, I've just been in that season myself and kind of thinking of like, yo, what are those things that you tried to hide and just openly embrace them so that you can, uh, yeah, be, be, be free. Another area that people need to invest in is a team. Just, just talk about, um, you know, your, your decision to invest in a team, because again, I think especially for people who don't have issues getting things done, 
it's easy to run as a as a as a lone wolf and, and not rely on anyone. Mm-hmm. It probably it, it 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 may feel more convenient at times, but I do think there's there's something special about someone who decides to because because you gotta think about this right and 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 forget all the politically correct talk for a second, but but think about this for a second. For anyone who decides to go with the team, you're essentially at first, at least at first, sacrificing more uh, less pay. Yeah. More time away from what you want to do. And probably more time dedicated to teaching others about how you like to do it or how you can do it collectively. There are a lot of compromises that have to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of grace that's often extended if you're going to stay in a partnership or some form of team for any amount of time. I feel like every single day, whenever I'm dealing with a team, I got I to gotta extend some grace. Like, ah, oh, no, it's cool. They didn't mean it that way. Ah, oh, no, it's cool. You know what? No, no, that was my bad. Like, you're constantly having a compromise. So there's a lot of things that whether it be traits and attributes and and i'm gonna just use that word like like written right there it can be exhausting Mm. right to to have to do that so many times but the long haul when you start talking about longevity and 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 long-term success Mm. the benefits of having a team are are like there comes sucking a nut because you're able to eventually start scaling much quicker and do things a lot bigger and and you also build some really cool relationships or friendships that are definitely important to growth, right? Or, or feeling like you actually belong. So uh, just the, the choice to, to join a team. And I don't, I don't even know what I asked you in the beginning, but I think okay. I asked you a question. Okay, okay good, baby. Good, good. <laughs> I forgot what I asked at this point, but I just want to- I was just going in. So, so- I'm always in my frustration. No, no, yeah. no, no. So what I'll say, um, I'm actually going to invest more in a team because these past couple of days has been really good because it is making me understand the power of my thoughts and my ideas, right? And so to continue to strengthen that and really go more into that, I have to free myself my stuff up but before I can invest more in a team I have to figure out what exactly I need a team for so it's cool to say I need a team I need a team and have a a big scope of things but if you don't necessarily have it laid out what exactly they're going to be doing and the ways they can do it meaning it's already written out or if it's something that they could look up easily in a in a resource that they know exactly how to do it the way you want to do it it's going to be a lot of telling them what to do trusting because that's what you're supposed to do with your team is trust but they don't really understand what to do and now you're micromanaging or you're going back and doing it yourself and you get frustrated and you don't see the value of the team because you're like, I'm doing it myself. But did you set up the people to where they truly have a system to do that, to take over what you're doing, right? And so, like, shout out to to Carl. I literally told him probably like, I don't know, an hour ago, you know, we need to sit down and we need to lay out all the things 
we need done. And with those, we need to make sure that if we give this away, that there is some type of resource to follow, there's some step-by-step situation to follow, that it doesn't always come back to us. We understand in the very couple, first couple of weeks or well or so, there's going to be questions. Absolutely, right? But it shouldn't be a, a hit or miss each and every single solitary time. That means it wasn't in place, right? So I'm bef- I understand I'm at a point where I need to invest more in a team, but I need to invest the time to properly put the systems in place so when the people do come, I could really just stay more focused with the strategies and the vision and the ideas for not only myself or for others and not worry about the day-to-day task and, and be okay with, yo, I got to dish out this money um, that may hurt for a certain amount of time. And that's okay because when we start a business, it hurts for a little, a short amount of time, mm-hmm. right? Whatever your short amount of time means to you, you're going to take some sec, you're going to take some L's, you're going to take some sacrifices. It's, it's not going to be super profitable in the beginning. And then it all makes sense. Yeah. So and, that's and, where and I'm at the- with it. No, that's awesome. And for those who are listening, just know that there is a difference between when we say invest, investing in a team, uh, that that's different for those of you who, who already have a team or a part of a team and those of you who are trying to build a team, right? So those are two different things, right? I think right now we're talking about you already have a team, you're a part of a team, and we're talking about investing to make yourself or the people around you better. That requires a, a certain level of skill set or a different level of strength. Oh, no, I wasn't even talking as if I was, I already had a team. I wasn't even okay, speaking. Okay, you even without it. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I was speaking like without. Two. Yeah. yeah, because for, for me, like, though I do have a team, I do feel that it's not complete. So I have to treat it like it's a brand new thing. You, you feel what I'm saying? So if I'm trying to recruit and attract the right people, I have to set them up for success. So I'm not saying I'm setting things up for the people that I have. I'm saying I'm going to invest in new people that it the, whatever is not being done right now, mm-hmm. I need to document it and get it off my plate, get it off the team's plate, and work on creating a team for the team. I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you spoke to that because I'm going to speak to the, the people who already are on a team, have a team, or a part of a team, right? Because, and, and we're working through this situation uh, in a different side of the business now where, and as I mentioned, it's easy to get frustrated, right? When, especially if you're in a leadership role and all you're looking at is either the bottom line or how many things are not done and or pending. All you can think about is like, man, this is so frustrating. This is just, this is so frustrating. I can't believe this person can't do this. I can't believe the person can't do that. Now here's the part that we all have to embrace, especially if you're in a leadership role. Whatever is happening 
or is not happening is a direct reflection of your leadership. And that hurts. Like that might, you might sometimes feel like, no, but I'm I'm up to the like I'm stepping up to the plate. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm telling you, it's often because there's something that you're either overlooking, not seeing, or just sweeping under the rug. And it it it, it makes a, a big difference more than you can imagine. So here's something that's super simple. As a matter of fact, it ain't even gonna cost you all that much money. Because you you said invest time to to build out the processor system beforehand. I'm gonna say invest time to simply ask questions. And you will be so shocked that when you sit there and you talk to people who are working with something that you have your hands off more intimately, when you sit down and ask them a question like, hey, Nick's, I noticed that we're having trouble completing this specific part of the, the business and it's like, it's always inconsistent. What are you seeing from your perspective that I don't know about that's making it difficult for us to do this? just to give somebody the time to give you some feedback on why it's difficult. Now, this is personal stuff aside, right? This We're not saying this is an opportunity for someone to speak about their personal life as to why it's interfering with their professional life. There's a time and place for that. I'm talking specifically about something that's that's happening under the hood of your business that you're just not privy to because you're no longer close to that part of the workflow. So you have no idea that maybe there's a light bulb that's broken, or maybe there's this piece of technology that's not functioning properly, or there's this person who's responsible for handing part A of the work to this to that individual so they can do part B of the work, and part A isn't getting handled correctly. And it's usually the fix is not as drastic as you might think. It takes minimal effort to make some adjustments. So just be careful with becoming so so like say so much you're you're so into your role that you start to fly too high above your people and and you think you're there with them but there's just so much distance so oh, i see them every day i talk to them every day i'm with them every day we're at the office together or we're at, we're on this meeting together whatever it is but you're flying so high, so high above you can't even hear what they're really saying because you're not in tune to the challenges and and what they're experiencing on the day to day so yeah, that's super critical, man. Invest the time to talk to your people. And more specifically, and, and when I say talk, I don't mean do the talking. I mean, ask, ask, and just right here and listen. Listen to what they're saying so that you can know what you need to provide. You don't always have the answers, and sometimes you do, but you're going after the wrong thing because you don't know what they need. So that part is is critical too, Nick's. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the the final piece, and and I think you know the value of this. I've recently learned the value of this, and it's uh, investing in technology. For those of, so for those of you who are just checking in, welcome. We're glad you're here. Happy Monday to actually no, not Monday. I'm bugging out. Happy Tuesday to you. Hi, I'm Moose. That's Nikki. Welcome. Uh, but we've talked about investing in yourself first and foremost, right? There's a few different ways you can do that, whether it be a strategy session. Uh, or just your own personal growth and healing and all that good stuff, right? That's always important. Second thing is invest in your team, whether that be before or after you are on a team or have a team. So those two are important. And then lastly, I want to talk about, of course, investing in what some people consider their workflow or what others consider technology and helpful resources to help you work efficiently and effectively. So I say Nikki always knew the value of this because she's always on top of the best tech and the most cool gadgets. And she's always like, that's her thing. For me, I'm, I, I just didn't pay attention enough. 
But now I'm realizing it got my attention, of course, the end of COVID era, or, you know, I, I finally caught up to speed to, to some extent towards the end there. Uh, but then also from a business standpoint, more importantly, I learned about this thing called vertical integration. And if you're someone who is talking about operating efficiently, not just in terms of your workflow, but your numbers being efficient and not having ridiculous expenses, you want to learn about vertical integration. And usually technology is one of those things that can really help you to do that. So that's something that can be pricey for some of us. But if you're talking about being here for a long time, investing in those things are important. So, Nick, I'll let you again kind of start us off in that area, uh, you know, when it comes to investing in technology, resources, helpful tools, things like that. What are some of your best practices or approach when when tackling that situation? Uh, so from a tech side, um, finding the, if in the beginning, if you are a person of one, right, um, finding the right CRMs, scheduling apps, uh, anything automated to be your team without having a team, right? So uh, paying that subscription, you know, that subscription app real quick that will help me make content a little bit easier, right? Help me schedule out my posts when I know in the beginning I have to run my business, you know, and can't spend all the time on social media uh, to have the right systems when I do get an, an email or a new client, what database am I putting in to where they can get the invoice, the emails, the portal all right away. So understanding the needs first and finding the software, finding the correct systems to do that in a very beginner or mid-level situation. Now, of course, down the line, you will have to look at enterprise prices and enterprise movements and things like that. Absolutely, right? But I think in, from a, from a tech-wise, the things to invest is those, those softwares that just make life easier. Um, you know, we use Notion to you know, track all our, our, our projects, um, write out new ideas, um, you know, and, and, and things like that. We've used Dropbox to store all our content, you know. Um, we've used things from, um, what's another thing? Of course, our cameras, you know, starting with, uh, what we could afford, lights we could afford, to then upgrading bit by bit by bit, you know? Uh, and, and and understanding that you don't have to go with the best at first. Mm. You have to go with what you can afford and scale up. Having, understanding the budget of, you know, planning the, okay, I need to get this, but in so-and-so amount of months, years, whatever, I'm going to upgrade into this. Because if I do it too early, I'm now I'm sacrificing some of my funds that I could use it for some other stuff that I needed. 
Yeah. So understanding the needs, understanding, like doing the research on what can do that um, and getting the proper uh, tech equipment software to take over that situation. 